0: You know what? I think that's true. I I don't think I know anybody who's banging more than we are right now.
1: Everybody and Welcome to another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Uh, this is level 173. Apparently, we can only manage two hosts these days. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know what is going on, but in, <laughs> I, I feel like we, we went down to PAX and there were too many hosts talking for too long about too many games uh and we released too many episodes gave you too much content and since then i think we have only managed to have two hosts on each episode uh which is really interesting and uh i don't know what's going on but i am here and uh along with me this week we have also got the returning after a couple of week absent josh jackson how are you doing josh hey doing good how are you i'm doing all right i'm doing all right i'm glad that we could put this together this week um you guys may have noticed that we did not release a new episode last week and instead released, uh, the long lost interviews from PAX the few weeks before. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. That was something new for us. We have not really released an episode like that in the past. And, um, yeah, Michaela and I recorded kind of a bunch of interviews while we were down there and unfortunately lost a couple of them to audio issues and whatnot. And, uh, that episode did not sound very good so (laughs) i apologize for that and we have plans to make the next one sound better but the whole live audio thing is something that's uh that was uh, both of our first time doing that and um i don't know i think it turned out okay for what it was but uh in any case there it's a new week there's new games there's news there's so much happening And I see a gigantic list of games that we've both been playing. So why don't we just jump right into it? And Josh, why don't you tell us what you have been playing? All right. Sounds good. Now,
0: I haven't had a whole lot of time to play anything. Like, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it before, but like right now I'm having this crazy school schedule on top of just working regularly. So I I barely have time to play. The little bit I do get to play is usually on Switch, but I'll start off with a few console games I've had a chance to try because whenever I get a free moment, I'm trying to get through these two particular games. Just because I'm having so much fun with them, and I've been big fans of the series for a long time, so I'll start with Spider Man. Uh, I'm probably what about a third. We were talking about it before the show, maybe about a third through the story,
1: something like that. I think, yeah.
0: But yeah, like most of the time that I've spent playing it has just been getting the collectibles until I just realized that since the collectibles unlock progressively, that I could either get them as they unlock and go around the entire city multiple times, or I could just finish the story first and get them all at once. So. That's what I'm probably going to do going forward. Uh, but yeah, the game, the game is really well done. I'm enjoying it a lot. The only other thing is that I'm playing it on hard. So I don't know if who really that like, I don't know if that's going to skew it a little bit, but it's really, really frustrating fighting the brutes because they attack really, really fast. And sometimes your dodge either doesn't register or you'll dodge out of the way. But because they're moving so fast, they'll chase you and hit you out of your dodge which kind of defeats the purpose of the how
1: much damage does a brute do in hard mode i think they i think two or three hits kills you
0: oh and they hit really fat like considering that they're supposed to be brutes and they're like they look like they're gonna be big and slow they'll hit Mm -hmm. you like two or three times in a row within the span of like a second if you're not expecting it so sometimes i'll get like one essentially one shot by them they'll hit me three times in a row whereas every other enemy you know they'll hit you and then there's like a period in between where they kind of let you recover before they Mm -hmm. try to attack you again.
1: And is your, I have to imagine like your focus probably increases much more slowly in like the hard difficulty as well.
0: Right. It's a little bit better now because my most recent upgrades that I bought were the ones that increase your focus faster and that kind of stuff. Okay. So I try my best to like build it up. I'll do maybe do tricks on my way to a, uh, to a crime. Mm hmm or like focus on some of the smaller enemies first and then as soon as I have the focus just use it on the um on the brute so that they'll be get knocked out right away.
1: Mhm. But is there anything is there anything you don't like about the game?
0: Um that's a good question because like the way I feel is like there's not anything that I necessarily don't like about the game so far but I'm also not like super blown away either. Like I'm having a lot of fun and when I play it, I have trouble putting it down, but it's like when I do mm-hmm. put it down, it's not like, it's not like, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's like, I'm having <laughs> a lot of fun with it. I don't want to make it sound like it's a knock at the game, but you know, I'm seeing a lot of game of the year buzz for it. And I'm not getting that vibe from it at all. Like I still
1: think mm-hmm. God of war like to Detroit become was, human
0: was probably was overall a better game from what <laughs> I played so far. And
1: that's it. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Cause it's like, it, it, it's gorgeous and the combat's fluid. I mean, it obviously takes big big um, inspiration from the Batman games, but it's, it's like, to me, aside from looking prettier, it, it doesn't feel a whole lot better than some of the older Spider-Man games. Like the free roam is kind of feels similar to what I've, what I first experienced back when Spider-Man two came out. So it doesn't really blow me away anymore. Like back then it did, but now this is like the fifth or sixth free roam Spider-Man game. Right. And like, no doubt this one looks the best. And this one gives you a lot of fun ways to interact with the environment, like how you could wave at the public or how there's so (laughs) many different mini games and collectibles to find. And it's kind of a double-edged sword that they tell you where they all are. But I definitely prefer it this way much more than like your Assassin's Creed style where there's like 400 flags and you have no idea where they are. Yeah.
1: You just have to look for like a twinkle in the distance or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, on one hand, it makes it too easy and sometimes it does feel like you're just doing it for the sake of it because there's no real challenge. Mm
1: -hmm. But at the
0: same time, if you were to give me the choice between knowing where everything is and having no idea and just arbitrarily searching every pixel for Mm -hmm for the secrets i'll take this every time
1: well and and i feel like with that sort of thing too especially in a game like this like and, and i think i mentioned it a couple times that i in in most of those games have no interest in a collectible like yes it's right in front of me sure i'll grab this thing but i will never go to my way for one and part of that is like I'm probably not going to get through to the end of whatever game it is. So I'm definitely not going to spend the time to go through and look for all these collectibles and stuff like that. And especially when it's like, like, Oh, there's a million like feathers to find or something like that. Like, I don't give a shit. Like who cares right. about fucking feathers? Why am I going to, why am I going out of my way for this? Whereas in this game and it was, it probably, yeah, it's like, I can see it on a map I, or, or whatever. Or when I get close enough, it kind of, the, the icon appears like, but the, just the way that it kind of integrated things like the backpacks or the research stations or the black cat missions or whatever, it just feels like part of the world. And it feels, it feels purposeful rather than just like we just put 400 of these things randomly across the map for you to find, to get a trophy. Like it just feels like they, it just feels like they do something. And I mean, and you get, I guess a lot of games when you collect all the collectibles, there are unlockables and you can unlock new suits and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, which all of the suits are really, really neat in this game. But, um, but yeah, I like that point because yeah, I, I don't ever care about that stuff. I, well, before I finished the story, which was just today actually, but I, I, before I finished half the story, I had collected all the backpacks I had got done all of the Black Cat missions. I'm most of the way through all of the research stations like this is stuff that I don't usually care about that I can't like I would often it's like an ooh piece of candy moment when I see that that on my screen and I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing to go and and complete that objective which is super weird for me. Right. Yeah and like overall
0: I think it's a good thing the way that they handled it. Um, There was something else I wanted to say about the collectibles but I'm blanking right now. Um, I know that like one of the cool things about it, though, is they do give you some really like you mentioned some solid rewards with like this uh, with the suits and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, but oh, another thing that like the only thing that I kind of don't like about it at the moment is and I don't know if it's going to get better or worse as it goes on. But I really don't like Mary Jane's character in this one so far. Just oh, really? Because not anything that has to do with her, or her portrayal or anything, aside from the fact that she just feels a lot like Lois Lane and yeah I could see I that. just yeah. watched Justice League and Batman vs Superman for the first time and and especially in Batman <laughs> and you,
1: you've had enough Lois. yeah League. like l-
0: less so in Justice League but especially in Batman versus Superman and then Man of Steel for that matter it was like mm-hmm. she was just like shoehorned into everything and I just really couldn't stand <laughs> how she was portrayed in those movies so just coming off of mm-hmm. those and then she's a uh, Mary Jane's essentially playing in the same role where it's like she's like a journalist in this one for the Daily Bugle and you play his missions as her where she's like sneaking around and trying to get the story while avoiding like the guards and then it's like this huge motivator for spider-man and that kind of stuff i don't don't know Mm -hmm. it's like i feel like i had my feel of that watching those movies and those movies weren't very good so it's like (laughs) it's kind of rubbing off on me on that sense but speaking of that and i remember the thing i wanted to say and it actually had nothing to do with the collectibles but how um i really like the way they're handling the story in the sense that It's Spider-Man like in the middle of his uh, uh, crime fighter career Mm -hmm. and Insomniac was given free reign to write their own Spider-Man story. So even if you're familiar with the character, there's still all these new elements and pieces to these characters into the story that you're not going to know about going in, even if you're a big Spider-Man fan, since they're kind of writing their own story and their own version of the character instead of an existing one. Did you hear about how he's going to be in the next comic?
1: No, no, I did not. They're
0: doing a sequel to the edge of the spider verse comic where they're going to introduce more different universes. And they've already said that
1: the video game is one of the video game
0: character is going to be featured in it. No way. And that's pretty, neat. and that in the sequel going forward that he'll mention it. They're like, he'll like the video game. Spider-Man will acknowledge that he was part of that comic story going forward. Like that's part of his, Mm -hmm. his story. That's pretty neat. So yeah, so that's cool to see. But overall, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm really anxious to finish it, just because, both because I'm having so much fun with it, and because it's always in the back of my head, so it's kind of distracting from school. <laughs> so it's like once yeah, I get yeah. it out of the way, I won't have to. <laughs> like I won't Then have you can focus
1: on school them. until the next game comes. Yeah, up.
0: and there's plenty of them, so it's sad. Did you see too how <laughs> the game has? I I think it might have said the highest or one of the highest platinum trophy ratings
1: i did yes yeah
0: from all the playstation exclusives so yeah that's pretty neat i think that says a lot about both how much fun and how popular the game is combined with what we were saying about how easy it is to find everything yeah yeah but yeah but i mean that's like i'm, I'm hoping we can do a full like spoiler cast once
1: i think we, i think we should yeah
0: it, so hopefully yeah. that's something to look forward to but Aside from that, the other main console game I was playing was Forza of Horizon Four, which I haven't played a whole lot of it yet. I know the big gimmick for the sequel is the uh changing weather, and they cut i it actually had one of the coolest intros I've played in a really long time where at the very beginning, I, I agree with it kind that. of flashes through different periods of time where it's like during summer, winter, uh fall, and spring, but they do it in a way where it feels like one big race. And they kind of let you preview the ice terrain and then the off-road terrain, which was in the third one, and then the normal terrain and the rain and that kind of stuff. And there's something about these games. Have you played all the other ones or is this your first
1: one? This is like the first Forza game I've played, period. Okay, yeah.
0: Because I've talked, I think, I think in our, some of our first episodes, I had just got Forza Horizon 2. And Mm -hmm. since then, it's probably become my favorite racing franchise on the market which is why i decided to get it physically and not through game pass just because i wanted to yep. have that i figure this is probably going to be one of the last if not the last physical xbox one games i'll buy and since i've enjoyed the series so much i kind of just wanted to have that for the collection in a way yeah yeah uh, but yeah just the open world is really well done all the different missions they give you all the different race types that they have now like like I was talking about with the weather changing and all of that. Um, I guess like if there's one major complaint that I have is that I never like the music in these games and this, it continues with this one, but like with this one, they made it harder. (laughs) But
1: There's so many radio
0: stations like on this one, they made it harder or I don't remember if it's impossible, but I know it's not as intuitive as it used to be. If it isn't impossible, but they used to have a custom radio station where you could just play songs off your hard drive. Oh yeah. That's gone. And yeah, that's not there. So that sucks. And, uh, also, now that I'm now that it's like the third one, I've, I never played the first one, but now that it's the third one I've played, it is all kind of starting to feel a little samey since a lot of the missions are the same. A lot of the side quests are the same. The collectibles are the same. The structure is the same. It's like, I mean, and that's yeah. I mean, not that I want them to particularly change it, and it's a racing game, so how much can you really change it? But, but it, <laughs> you know, it's just natural where it's not going to feel as fresh or exciting the third time you're playing through it as opposed to the mm-hmm. first time you played through it.
1: Well, and that's like, I, I, I was talking about it on the last episode cause I had just started playing it or I just played the demo and I was talking about how like this game doesn't, this game feels like nothing else I've ever played cause I've never played the series before. And it's like just this massive map and it's like, Oh, I want to go over here. No, now I want to go do this type of race. Like there's so much to do. It's unbelievable. And it's almost like like and I'll I'll talk about it a bit too, but it almost gets overwhelming the amount of content there is and the amount of stuff there is to do.
0: Yeah. But I like I've always appreciated how and of course this isn't if anyone's unfamiliar with the game, this is like the arcade spin-off to Forza. So Forza's like Gran Turismo and this is more like, I guess you could say like almost like burnout, but without the, like without Mario the crash emphasis on crashing. And it has a lot of like casual user-friendly options like when you're playing a single-player race you can rewind time like if you crash and they have markers on the floor that'll tell you if you're going too fast to successfully make a turn that'll gradually change Mm -hmm. from red to green as you slow down to let you know that you're good to make the turn now but to me it it makes the game easier but to me it also makes it kind of a lot more fun because i was playing it like on the only real day i spent time with it and every time I'd make a really stupid mistake you know, you're was like, oh, what? like, oh, rewind, rewind, rewind. And it was, I think mm-hmm. it makes it kind of fun to watch for like spectators because I know Megan was watching it and she was just laughing at all my stupid mistakes and then just rewinding it and going <laughs> backwards.
1: Michaela was laughing then as it well. And it's just like,
0: like, I'm sure you've had the situation where you don't rewind it quite enough, but you think you did. So then you'll try to fix it and you'll just do the exact same thing. So then you'll have yeah, to rewind yeah, it a little further back. But yeah, but. It's so far, it's really, really good. Uh, but in the same ways that the other ones are really good, I've put probably a combined like thirty hours into both. And it's it's starting to become a now that it's a third game that I own, it's becoming the another like Fire Emblem and Zelda where I've never actually finished any of them, but I keep <laughs> buying them. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know if it counts, but I yeah. finished the Fast and the Furious expansion for the second game.
1: Fuck, there's a Fast and the Furious expansion for the yeah, second game. Uh, what it was, was free that?
0: for like the for the first month when the actual Fast and the Furious movie at the time came out, and then after that, I think it was like five or ten bucks. But
1: that sounds but yeah, amazing. Don't get your
0: hopes up too much. It barely has anything to do with Fast and the Furious. But it's like oh, I think the okay. way it was was that you unlock a few cars that were featured in the movie, but it's the same oh. map as the main game, and then you just have Ludacris as your as your narrator. Oh, that's who, not that. That's not as cool as. You as you
1: Uh, yeah yeah i thought it was like a full like fast and furious campaign no you gotta join you gotta join the family well they they say
0: you're an honorary member of the family when you finish it but you never interact with anybody oh man (laughs) it's just like it's just like ludicrous telling you like giving you missions while vaguely mentioning everybody else they're like oh my Mm -hmm. my friend dom would like would be impressed with your driving (laughs) And and then that's it that's pretty much all the mention they get And then when, yeah, when you beat it, he says something like, oh, we're because the game takes place in Australia. No, no. That was the third one takes place in Australia. I don't remember where the second one takes place, but wherever it is, it was like, oh, like if we ever decide to expand out here or something like that, like, yeah, you'll be the first on the team. Like, thanks for helping (laughs) us with all these deliveries. And then that's it. It's an easy thousand achievement points if you care about that, though.
1: Oh, I don't. You know, it's another one i have like i have the i like i play i feel like i play quite a bit of games and i've i've put a lot more hours into xbox this year than last year but like i feel like i have the lowest gamer score out of like most of my friends like i'm not even at twelve thousand. Oh, yeah. see i
0: have a i have my old days of being an achievement hunter carried over from the 360s so i have like 100 and something yeah
1: 000. holy but, shit yeah and they're well, and two like th- almost the three thousand of that has been since oh, january yeah.
0: see so you're catching up yeah. you'll get there eventually
1: but yeah on um i I just have to play the first two hours of every game and it'll be golden but yeah that
0: reminds me too there's a hot wheels expansion for the third game that i never bought
1: that looks fucking awesome hoping
0: for that's part of the reason i bought the ultimate edition too because it comes with the season pass and they always have pretty cool at least like one really cool campaign for the horizon
1: game so okay so that was part that was like an expansion that would have been included in the in the season pass for the third game because basically what Because that looks awesome. If they do something like that, that would be super cool. Because
0: like the season pass with this one, or I mean the ultimate edition with this one was like, came with the season pass and then like the VIP pass where you get all these extra cars and shit. But I don't really care about that
1: as much. And the the Bond, the James Bond car package. And
0: so what was the other one? Oh no, I don't remember. Oh no, I was just gonna say that part of the reason I bought it too is because my gamer pa- my gamers club pass from Best Buy's ending soon, so I'm like buying everything that I'm remotely interested oh, in. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think I totaled
0: up all the games that I wanted that I could pre-order from now until like until um some of the games didn't even have release dates yet, so until whenever. Like Final Fantasy VII was one of the the remake for PS4
1: is the one that we yep, pre-ordered in. Yep.
0: That was that's probably not coming out because as, as, as long as you pre-order it while the club exists
1: you get the savings because as long as you pre-order it while the club exists you get the savings so i oh, pre-ordered yeah, yeah.
0: everything that i could think of and then i got to the point where they said my cart was at capacity so i couldn't add anything to it then i looked Jeez. at the total and it was like twelve hundred dollars <laughs> and so i'm like Ugh. but that's over the span of like two years so i guess
1: <laughs> yeah they don't charge you to like ship- yeah right till ships right that's what actually i did the because here in Canada. Now there are no deals or sales, but two years ago and three years ago, like Amazon and Best Buy and stuff had like pretty much any E3, like during E3, pretty much any pre-orders were like $50 Canadian. So yeah. So I, on Amazon, I pre-ordered everything that I had a, even a slight interest in. And then, cause they don't charge until it, it ships. If I decide that I'm not interested in it, I can just cancel it. Um, but if I am interested in it, then I'm saving $30 plus tax on every game so um, yeah so I've not had to go buy a game in a long time because all of the games I'm mostly interested in they just show up from Amazon like like Spider-Man and stuff I got for like 50 bucks Canadian which is did you awesome. forget that you pre-ordered some of um, <laughs> the only one that that happened did it happen twice it happened it happened like a year and a half ago and then it happened a few weeks ago cause when Shenmue 1 and oh. 2 showed up <laughs> And I mean, I want to play those games. I just will never really get to need those to. games. Uh, God, that was another
0: one. Yeah. Last time I was on the show, I had just got it and I forgot <laughs> to mention that I played it. But
1: yeah, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's
0: so much fun. It's so fucking at the time it was like revolutionary. <laughs> and now it's just so campy and lame. But in like the best way, like I was having so much fun yeah. playing it again.
1: I wish they would do a mobile. Like port. the only
0: weird thing about it is they let you fast travel in this one, which they didn't let you in the last one. But but there was oh, really? also scripted events that would happen and you walk by a certain landmark, so now you can completely pass them up when that wasn't even possible in the original oh, No it way leads to like weird like things where you're missing out on on like moves or story or cut scenes that you were never mm-hmm. supposed to miss so but yeah, i that's another one I needed i right before school started, I got through most of the first one, and then i and uh, yeah, I haven't even touched it
1: how How long are they like how it really depends on. Like if I just want to get through like, the main well, story.
0: Really no collectibles and a lot of them are time based. So if you don't happen to come across them when you need to find them, your digits irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But it's a hard mm-hmm. question to answer because i played it. I've played it before and my memory was weird on certain parts, but for the most part, I was getting through it pretty quick and I'm probably on track to beating it in like six hours or so.
1: And if you know exactly what, oh really, that's not too bad. I thought they were like really well, long thing, for too, some reason. It can
0: be really long if you don't know what to do or if you just spend mm-hmm. most of your a lot of your time like exploring um sure i and there's parts where it's unless you're go- if you look up a guide when you get stuck, it's not gonna take you that long, but if you try to find everything on your own, there'll probably be a few times where you're gonna get frustratingly stuck, and then you'll just have to, and then that'll extend the game. I feel like an I feel like an average playthrough is probably fifteen twenty hours if you really tried a hundred percent it and you drag out long. the sense a, a lot of the things too, that you can miss out on are late in the game. So you have to like deliberately take longer than you need to, to finish it if you want to see everything. <laughs> so if you did like a complete playthrough, it's probably closer to like 25, 30 hours at the most at the absolute most. But I really don't see mm-hmm. it lasting that long. That's one of these rare games.
1: It's, it's more yeah, time it's than like I've one got. one of those rare games where it really, 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 really I've depends
0: got. on the individual ex- person experiencing <laughs> yeah. it because and another weird thing, too, about the game, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't add it to the remaster of part one, because it, it was a feature in part two back when it came out in like 2001 or whatever it was. But in their in their attempt to make it realistic, you would have to like stand outside stores for like 20, 30 minutes because the game moves on like an internal clock. So it's so the stores would be closed say say you need to go to a particular store. seriously meet this character by six in the evening and then if you fuck around and you miss i think they give you usually like about an hour window but if you let it pass like seven and you miss it then you have to go back to your house go to sleep start the next day oh my god go over there and stand around or find ways to kill time until it comes around to six o'clock again the next day so that's crazy Uh, yeah so that's one of the things that makes the game take longer than it needs to also where like i said on shenmue 2 it has the same feature but if you get to a place that you're supposed to be ahead of time you have an option to like fast forward time and just go straight to that but yeah it's definitely worth playing if you if you get a chance like that should be your next
1: well i own it now so one day that'd be a
0: fun one to play (laughs) but then just to speed around the rest of them especially because they're nothing really new um i got Mega Man 12 for switch Which it's, I'm having a lot of fun with it more than I've had with Mega Man games in a while, like some with some of the new ones that have come out over the last few years. But the level design is really, really weird and frustrating. And it's mostly my fault because of the way I'm playing it. But I don't know. Have you followed the game at all?
1: So basically they
0: added a new feature where you have the ability to either slow down time or increase his Mega Man's power temporarily. And the game's designed around those features, so now the levels are designed where there's all of these like really, really cheap. And I mean, Mega Man games have always had it to an extent, but this one feels worse than it has since like the NES days, where it has some really cheap hazards. It has like one of those things where it's trial and error, and you have to know it's coming ahead of time to avoid it. But the first time you play it, you're gonna keep dying yeah. over and over, and it's really frustrating and unfair. But the game's designed around those new features so I'm still playing it like I've been playing it essentially for 20 years or whatever so I'm just running through normally but the game wants you to use those powers so you could slow down time when those obstacles pop up so you can outrun them better because you're faster than the, the hazards fl- fl- um, mm-hmm. flowing or like bosses have moves that are so fast that it's almost impossible to react to them but then again they want you to use the time slowing thing so that you could dodge it easier so it's just a thing where it's, like, trying to adjust to the new play style. But again, since the game's, like, been around since the late 80s, for it's pretty much as old as I am. And I've been playing the game for mm-hmm. about as long as it's been out. So trying to play it in a different way is just taking some adjusting. And then part of me is, like, part of it's pride, too. I'm, like, I don't need to rely on this shit. I can do it myself. But it's, like, they literally say in the <laughs> opening cutscene, like... I'm like better doctor, than like, this. telling Mega Man in the opening cutscene. Oh, no, you can't, you can't beat them on your own as you are now. It's impossible. Use this. And then I'm like, you, like you say it's impossible. <laughs> I'll take that challenge. And instead I'm going to throw my switch against the wall. So, but yeah. And then outside of that, <laughs> I was playing Dragon Ball fighters on switch and it's for a game that everyone was saying at the beginning, wouldn't run well on switch. The game runs really, really well on the switch. Uh, it's oh, yeah. It's with, like, for the most part, there's no difference in the game's performance. Like, the only thing is, like, if there's two characters doing a super move on screen at once, or if there's a especially flashy move, like, the game doesn't slow down at all, but then the characters will get kind of, like, a little grainy and the resolution will drop. But, and as important okay. it is for a fighting game for the frame rate to stay stable, like, they did a really good job of making sure that the frame rate's never compromised. And then, like I said, when it's just like a one-on-one fight where there's not anything particularly crazy going on on screen, it looks just as good as the PS4 and Xbox versions. Plus, I...
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry, pretty what was cool. that?
0: It's Yeah. It, so that's it, pretty cool. Like I said, it's surprising that... I think people underestimate how strong the Switch really is. I think they just assume that it's Nintendo, and so it's already going to be weaker than everything else. And I mean, it is mm-hmm. weaker, but the things that they can pull off with it without too many compromises is pretty amazing i mean let's look at doom and wolfenstein and all that like they had graphical compromises but for the most part they were almost completely faithful to the console versions and then also because android 17 came out as the final dlc character a few weeks ago so i've been trying to practice him and he's 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 a lot of fun he's just weird <laughs> because the game's like a. The game's full of characters that shoot energy blasts, but he really doesn't in this in this game, so it's like trying to find ways to get close to them and he's like a purely melee character mm-hmm. in a game that's full of like people who shoot energy beams and stuff, so it, it's taking some adjustment, but he's really re- rewarding to play as uh and then lastly, pretty much the only thing I've been playing consistently is still bang Dream, so
1: still banging still banging it up, still clanging and banging. <laughs>
0: Like it's pretty much it's pretty much the dialect that Megan and I talk in now. <laughs> so it's like I'll be at work, I'll be at work, and then I'll use up some of my energy, and I'll be short on flames or whatever. So I'll be building up my flames, and then I'll be like, "Oh, like I'm," I'll text, and I'll be like, "I'm off of work in an hour and a half. You want to bang when I get home?" And then she's like, "She's like, yeah, let's bang." And then I get home and get in bed and just play bang dream until our flames run out. (laughs) Then you need, then you kind of need the energy to recharge before you can bang again. But then
1: that's true. That's true romance right there. Yeah. And it's it's... just, you're, you're banging more than anyone I know. I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's all. That's, you know what? I think that's true. I I don't think I know anybody who's banging more than we are right now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and we were trying to get our friends to bang with us too, but nobody wants to do it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, actually texted my friend the other day and then he was like oh no he texted me and he was like how are you doing and i was like oh i'm fine i'm just about to bang with megan he's like oh sorry and i was like why you want to bang with us you should tell your girlfriend to bang with us too i was like here i'll send you my friend code and he's like oh what are you talking about
1: uh that's so funny
0: <laughs> but yeah um the event the current halloween event's about to end in like what two hours and i'm currently let's see let's do this live what's my what's my rank if my touch screen will work that'll be nice (laughs) never mind it's not working oh oh wait no there you You go. You wore it out from all that banging i know I wore out my phone from all the banging um oh i'm ranked 2000 in the current event okay good as long as like in the world yeah well yeah but japan pretty much has their own server so it's pretty much excluding them But yeah, so two thousand right now. Wow. So, hopefully, hopefully it'll stay. I'm at this point. I feel like I'm just killing time until the Persona event comes out over here, which is probably still a full year away. But Mm. whatever.
1: But yeah, you'll be really, really good at it by then, though. Yeah, I'll be really good at banging by
0: then. I'll be I'll be able to (laughs) bang every. I'll be able to bang everything on expert.
1: (laughs) Practice makes perfect. Yeah, but that's all that
0: I've been playing this week, pretty much.
1: All right. Uh, so for me, I mean, we've talked about it a bit already. I've also been playing Forza Horizon 4, and I've also been playing Spider-Man. For, Forza Horizon 4 is probably the... I, I don't know how much I've, I've maybe played it for five or six hours. Racing is not my genre, aside from like Mario Kart and stuff like that. Like looking back on racing games that I can really remember playing because I actually played a lot of them was Gran Turismo 2 for some reason. Uh, auto modelista for ps2 which I, like nobody played but it, you could customize the cars and it was cell shaded and it was just so cool uh and needs for speed underground slash need for speed underground 2 this game is forza horizon 4 is on it's one of the best looking games that exists like it it's it was like like when the demo started on the I'm playing on Xbox One X I I have a 4K HDR TV like it was one of the one of the few like jaw dropping this game this is gameplay moments that I've ever had um it just looks fantastic and uh, there's so much to do like I said when you were talking about it it's almost overwhelming at times cuz it's like what do I choose to focus on and does it really even matter? like, like, should I just go to what's closest to me or should I focus on the dirt racing? Like the map is covered with icons of so many things you can do from, from specific races to, to doing things like there's all of these, there's all these like signs that you just need to, there's 400 like, like signs that are in the middle of the road or under a bridge or whatever that you need to, to, Uh, come into contact with to break and then you get um influence which is how you like get more events and qualify for the next season and that sort of thing uh or it'll give you like there's fast travel boards because you can fast travel in the game because the map is that big that that you don't always just want to drive everywhere uh And the more fast travel boards you break, the cheaper fast traveling, excuse me, the cheaper fast traveling becomes. And if you get them all, then you can fast travel for free type thing. There's just so much to do. And there's, there's like more than it's, I think it's over 450 different cars in this game. And I'm not a car guy. So I know like three cars that exist. (laughs) Uh, And, and so that is one of the big things. It's like, should I care more about buy? Like I have just like three two or three million credits at this point and it's like should i care more about buying cars or 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 like souping the cars up because it also seems to and and i think i'm still like i think i might still be in like the tutorial because i'm not on the like real-time seasons yet i'm still in the like like it changes seasons when you hit enough influence so maybe it's different when you're fully online but it's like like i just feel like when you a race it kind of tailors the cars to cars that are specced similarly to yours um so in that case they're like why why would i really care about you know improving the speed of this car when all of the other cars that i'm going to be racing are going to be specced around that um and and then i bought a like an old miata because that was the one car i was like <laughs> oh this is cool i can drive like the car that i actually like, drive when it it's not broken down. and then yeah exactly uh yeah the car, you know it's a, a the, it's an old miata a new miata and like some and a and a dodge viper those are the three cars i got um those are the, those are the cars i know uh but yeah i like maxed out this old miata and then i couldn't even drive it because it just would spin out immediately no matter <laughs> what know, i when did turning <laughs> even when, basically yeah i mean it was winter time and you know it's a pretty light <laughs> rear rear wheel drive car but you know thought this was an arcade game i thought it was just gonna it was just gonna drive great and be really fast and that wasn't the case um Hiding but the,
0: but, it, but it is your cars.
1: it is so much fun <laughs> yeah right it, it's so much fun the races are really fun the even the mechanics of like just like you were talking about like you like Sometimes I'll be like, oh, no, I, I know better than you line telling me to break right now and I'll go faster on a corner and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But you do have that ability to like rewind. I also because you talked about that making it easier, for instance. But one thing that I really thought was cool is before every race, you can actually adjust the different like handicaps or different things that are turned on. And so you can turn off the line completely and turn off all these different things like traction control and all this stuff. And the more things you turn off, the bigger, like the harder it is obviously, but the more credit bonus you get, if you do well in it. Um, so I thought that was cool. Cause it can be like there, there is split screen as well, which I've not enabled yet or figured out how to. Um, but it means that for instance, if Michaela and I played, she might need the, the experience to be tailored slightly different than me whereas in other games it's either going to be fun for her or fun for me in that regard, you can kind of tailor it to your own playstyle, and, and the other person won't be really adversely affected by it, which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I am really enjoying it and I can't wait to see how the seasons really change the game kind of once I'm in the full online aspect of it. Um, it's, I don't know, it's super cool. It's on Game Pass. Try Game Pass for free or get it for $10 a month because it's an unbelievable deal. Uh, and that is it for Forza Horizon 4. Spider-Man I finished today. Um, I don't know that there's too much more we need to say about Spider-Man without getting into spoilers, which we do not want to do here. Um I loved it. Like, Oh my God. And well, and one of the things that I thought was interesting, you you talked about liking God of war overall better. And I was kind of comparing them at that point when you said that. And it's interesting because the it's similar in that, like you're just like the main thing you're going to do is fight bad guys. Like I'm fighting them. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I'm going to new, new locations so I can fight other bad guys. Oh, now these bad guys are different. Like you're just fighting things so frequently and that ended up being one of my complaints in God of War is I was still so enthralled by the story, but I did not want to fight anything anymore because I just felt like it got old and repetitive. And I did not feel like that with Spider-Man. And I don't know why, because it's you are fight, you know, you're fighting the same enemies at the beginning of the game as you are at the end. Uh, you know, there's. Different enemies and stuff, of course, as well. But and and the boss fights in God of War are unbelievable. The God, God, the boss fights here are they're fine. They're they're really good. Not God of War level, but I didn't feel like I got bored of the combat in Spider Man. Whereas I did feel like that. Yeah, I think
0: with I think with me, it was more that like Spider Man felt like the combat was good, but it felt like Arkham Asylum light. Like I still think that Arkham
1: Asylum had better combat, but it's like a, a similar combat system. It is. It is similar. I li- I feel like I and it's been a while since I've played an Arkham game, but I I really like the combat in Spider Man because it, it feels Spider Manny. Like it's it is light as in Spider Man is an agile lightweight character, and I love the fact that you can like throw enemies up in the air and then follow them up and start taking them out that way. Um, it's it's so much faster feeling than Arkham, um, which it should because Batman is like a big you know he's a guy with gadgets and he's got armor and blah 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 and spider-man's like you know he's super fucking fast and it feels like that here but yeah it is definitely like if you've played an arkham game you can play the you can basically i could tell you the buttons you can play the combat in spider-man without much of an issue um but and at the same time i mean that combat system i guess has has lasted the test of time because it there's a bush you know we played three arkham games probably a bunch of other games that stole that combat system and now spider-man has kind of adapted it for itself as well and and i I never really got bored of it but the i loved the story and you talking about that story kind of becoming like part of uh spider-verse and stuff like that is pretty awesome but I finished it today. It's so hard to talk about without spoil. Like I can't tell you how it made me feel or anything like that because then somebody somewhere is gonna be, you know, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is what I thought," and now that confirmed it based on Derek's thoughts. But the story was unbelievable. the The biggest thing that this game wanted, like I have been kind of out of comics for a while. I. I don't know, I had, uh, I still had like a pull box up until about a year ago. And I would go, (laughs) I would pick them up from the comic store, they would go into a box at home, and I would never read them. It's probably been, aside from the odd issue of something here and there, it's been probably a couple years since I've really like read comics. And I I don't know why I just fell out of them. But the biggest thing that this game made me want to do is start reading Spider-Man again. And I like to the point where I've like, downloaded the marvel unlimited app again and was looking at purchasing another year of marvel unlimited because i like it got me so interested in this universe again and i'm just wondering what i've missed in the in the couple years that i've been out of the game and spider-man is like my favorite superhero so um yeah, if they're if they're if one of the goals with this game is to get people more interested in Spider-Man again and to sell Marvel Unlimited subscriptions, I think that I I think that I'm doing exactly what they want me to do. But uh, you talked about it not being a game of the year contender for me. I think that just with ha- how much I enjoyed it and and with like I mean I don't finish a lot of games because ooh look there's a shiny new game over there a week after this one comes out. And I don't finish a lot of games. This is one that I could not put away and I could not put down. And I, I I don't know. I feel like I can't stop talking about it. I don't, I don't know if it's game of the year for me, but I don't see how it couldn't be on that list for me. Um, But I guess we'll have to wait on that one until December to find out.
0: No, just pretty much everything that I had said before. Um, It's just weird though, because I feel like, like as far as my game of the year comment, I feel like I haven't really played a whole lot of games that have really wowed me that much this year anyway. So like with Spider-Man, it would be up there, but if I were to compare it with God of War, I feel like at this point, I feel like I would give God of War a slight edge, but at the same time, I'm only a third through Spider-Man, so that could change. And then just to emphasize again, Mm -hmm. what I was saying earlier about I, just because you were talking about it with Forza, but how I was saying how Spider-Man, it felt like the collectibles like had a purpose, like with the suits and everything. And that's another thing I really appreciate about Forza too, where it's like, like you said, the fast travel ones, the more you get, the cheaper it gets until it's eventually free. And that's one of my pet peeves about collectibles is a lot of times they just exist to exist and they give you no benefit. But both of those games. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like literally the benefit is collect them all and you can have a trophy.
0: Yeah. But it's like in both, in the case of both of those games, it's like like they actually reward you for going out of your way to doing it and doing it and they're fun in both cases so
1: yeah yeah no that's totally true but yeah uh, yeah that's i didn't even think about that like this one is and and it's way different you know i'm i'm if i'm just driving along i can uh, like veer off the path slightly to go grab Mm -hmm. one of these but yeah the fact that it does give you an appreciable benefit immediately makes me more likely to go off of that path to go towards them um because yeah like i don't know what percentage of people that play these games that actually give a shit about collectibles or give a shit about trophies but i don't typically and yeah doing something like that is what's going to make me more likely to go through and go to look for these things um not to the point where in forza i'm you know (laughs) i've I've hit every board before i've started like the actual campaign like i said like happened in spider-man but um but yeah no it's it's ah oh, both of those games are great it's been a it's been a great couple of months for games um, Yeah, for sure and it's gonna get better <laughs> soon too yeah yes uh speaking of great games uh i also played the first episode of life is strange 2 um life is strange pretty much my favorite like active series of games and i think that that is probably going to continue with this uh with this game it um Again, I don't want to say too much because it's like it is literally a game where you're playing a story and there's nothing else to it. And uh, it's I don't know, it affected me like right away, like super emotional. I didn't connect with the characters as much immediately as I did in life. The first game Um and I, of course I told Michaela that she immediately made the joke that I'm just like a teenage girl in like an old man's body. So, um, so she was like, you just couldn't connect with the teenage boys as much as you could with the teenage girls. But I mean, um, we were
0: all teenage boys already. That's why.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's and not- it's like it, this game set like a couple of years ago, but the, just the, the kind of event that happens in the beginning is it's very powerful and it's, it's super interesting, but just like these kids are, the, the, these kids they deal like their dad is from like they're Mexican kids or like they're American, but their dad is from Mexico. So they have, are of um, Mexican descendants and like people are like racist towards them and stuff like that. And it just made me like, it made me feel bad for these kids, but I it's, you know, I'm a white dude, so I've not experienced that. And so in terms of connecting with them at that point, it was a bit harder, but it, it was mostly like it felt it felt less like I was a part of those characters and more like I was on the outside looking in than it did in the first game, at least to start by the end of that episode, that was all at the window and I was like super into it. And these characters are my best friends and blah, blah, blah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's super interesting. There's a big event. They need to leave home. They are, it's like, basically they're traveling down to Mexico to try to try to, find their dad's family type thing this village that their dad always told them about um that he grew up in type thing and them it's about that like they don't seem super close at the beginning because one of them's like a teenager who you know teenagers hate their families and they hate everything and then the other one's like an eight-year-old kid so why would you being 16 want to hang out with your eight-year-old brother and this event forces them together and so they have to kind of learn to be brothers and learn to connect and everything like that and with all of that it's super powerful uh technically it looks and feels so much better than the first game did it looks uh, even better than like before the storm did before the storm i feel like got a quite a quite a graphical upgrade from the first game um but yeah they continued that here it's pretty great i i can't wait for more life is strange too um yeah i don't know if that <laughs> is it
0: I mean, the story, the story, it sounds really good. I literally know nothing about it aside from whatever it was in Captain Spirit. And it doesn't even sound like anything from Captain Spirit's crossed over. Yet.
1: No, and I, I'm not sure. So the the big thing, I, essentially the thing that happens at the end of Captain Spirit, the kids that you see, those are the main kids in the game. And I don't know if it will cross over more than that. Um, I like I yeah, I don't know. I hope so, because because the kid from get spirit was interesting and that seemed like an interesting like life and world, but it's hard to it's, I, I don't see now having played the first episode, I don't see how that could fit anywhere. I think it was just to introduce you to, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose of it really was. If it was just a brief look at those two kids, but, um, but yeah, no loving that one. Um, Michaela and I also, I've started playing now that the major, update to the master chief collection has released. Um, so they updated it, um, completely redid it, fixed all the broken online stuff that I never experienced anyways, because I'd never played it online, but a year or two years ago, Mikhail and I played through the first halo. Um, it was kind of the first shooter that she really played. I think, um, now that I think back on it and we completed the campaign and then for whatever reason did not move on to halo two, but we have now moved on to halo two. Um, I'm playing it for the first time. I have not played, you know, aside from being out of friends playing a little bit of multiplayer here and there back in like elementary school, I've not played the halo campaigns. And so that's kind of why I wanted to us to be able to experience that together. It seems super cool. The graphics are gorgeous. Uh, it now runs in 4k 60 frames a second. Uh, I still love that feature where you can just hit a button and see what it used to look like. It's just so cool. And so jarring and, and it's just like an instant gratification way of seeing just how far games have come in the last, uh, like 15 years. Um, yeah we, we just played a few missions but I, I, I don't know it felt it's crazy like it feels aside from a couple of things mechanically like the inability to look down sights on most of the weapons like it feels so weird just hip firing everything but aside from stuff like that like it still feels like strangely modern like it has really stood the test of time I think um so yeah I can't I can't wait to get through that and just kind of move through the rest of the series um I have also been playing uh, quite a bit of Elder Scrolls Legends. So that's the uh, trading card game uh, from Bethesda. Okay.
0: Uh, I was going to ask you, what is Elder Scrolls-, Scrolls Legends? Like, I feel like I've never yeah, heard
1: of it. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's been out for a year, a year and a half or so. And it's a collectible card game um, that is available on pretty much every platform Not consoles, but, like, PC, Mac, iOS, Android, everything like that. Um, It kind of, like, I I played it in the beta, and I had a lot of fun. But the main reason I downloaded it again is after I played uh, Artifact at PAX, I kind of had the trading card game itch, and... Artifact's not out yet, and the beta doesn't start until sometime this month um, with the full game releasing at the end of next month. But I needed to play a collectible card game, downloaded Elder Scrolls Legends. I've been pretty freaking hooked on it. I've been playing it like on my lunch breaks at work. I one time played it like I was in bed and played it until like 2 or 3 in the morning because I was just so into it and started now. Uh, One of the things I really like is that it also has you know, there's, you can play against the AI and you can play against real people, but it also has like a story mode. And so it takes you through a little bit of a campaign. Um, and there's actually like, the, it comes with one story mode. And then there are two additional campaigns that you can buy or spend gold on to unlock, which is pretty cool. But what happens as you are, uh, the, like the first campaign kind of, of course, it teaches you the game and everything like that as well. But it's probably still, it's a good number of like, excuse me, like four or five hours worth of content type thing. But between chapters, you get like rewards, which could be packs or could be, could be gold. But part of the story as well is you can kind of tailor your play style to and, and that changes the card rewards you get. Like in the story, there, the, there might be a choice whether or not you kill or spare someone and what the choice that you make, d- d- uh, that determines that the, the card that you get based on that interaction, which is pretty cool. Um, Yeah, it's super fun and super fast. It's quite fast paced, which is nice. Like I can, if I have a 15 minute break at work, I can pretty comfortably get through a match, which is nice. Um, The game has come under a little bit of hard times in the last week and a half. Uh, (laughs) However, so I have only been playing it for a few weeks. I don't know exactly what happened, but the old develop, there was a developer of it. uh, It was like Dire Wolf Digital or something they were transitioning development over to a, another company called Sparky Pants and so about a week and a half ago the new client for the game rolled out across every platform and it's been not great um there are there's a lot of issues with like people can't connect and some people like if they're downloading the game you know how a lot of like mobile games and stuff you download the game and the first time you open the game it's like oh we need to download like a bunch of stuff we're gonna do that right now right
0: it just they trick you by saying it's only like 20 <laughs> yeah, megabytes it's, it's and like then it's like two gigabytes, gigabytes it, up, it hasn't downloaded yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah so yeah. when so a lot of people apparently and this is across pc and and mobile but they'll download the game or download the new client or whatever and then it'll open, it'll be like downloading assets, and it will never actually download those assets. And so there's people that have spent thousands of dollars on this game that have not been able to play for a couple of weeks at this point, because those issues are not have not been fixed. And there's weird issues where like, like car certain cards, their effects just don't work. So you'll play it, it'll like light up like the effect has happened. And like I think there's a couple, couple specifically are like, oh, like choose a creature on the enemy side, and they become like, like you take that creature basically. They just don't do anything, like like nothing happens. And so the game is in some ways effectively broken at this point, Um, at least at a competitive level. Like I mostly am playing casually, so I haven't actually really noticed and. And in terms of the the good things about the new client, like it's much faster loading, it's much faster to get in and out of games and stuff like that. I've really liked. Um, I've not played any broken cards, um, which is. It has been fine. The, the one thing that's been really annoying for me is it seems like the hit boxes on the cards themselves. Like when you're dragging a card from your hand to the, to the play area, it seems like the hit boxes have gotten smaller or more uh, sensitive or something like that. Cause there's been numerous times where I will try to go and play a card and I'll have accidentally like at some point slid slightly too far to either side and have grad now grabbed the card beside it. And I don't realize it until I let go. And it, that card actually plays um, Um, So that's been pretty frustrating. It's caused me to lose a few matches, um, which is annoying. But, uh, you know, they're actively working on it. I'm sure that in the near future, things will be better (laughs) than they are now. Um, That sounds
0: weird. That sounds like one of the first things you'd want to order when making a card game. And it's
1: like there's sometimes there's like weird like like I don't know if it. Like you would think before making a big move like this that you would, there would be pretty significant like playtesting and stuff like that. And it seems like there's obviously some broken stuff, including like to the point where it seems like there's textures missing at times, like the animation, like sometimes well not sometimes all the time right now like the animation like if i drag a pack to the area where the pack opens for instance like a pack of cards there's all there's usually all this like light and stuff like that right now it's just like white squares that appear because there's no like actual asset there that's getting loaded or something like that and it just looks like it just looks super amateur hour at this point um so i hope it gets fixed soon because it's 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 not great looking into it's it's still playing fine for me because I'm not a competitive player I've mostly been playing story or I'll do a casual online match um or like there's a, an arena mode which is really fun but um for those competitive players it's not a, it's not a good place to be um cuz a lot of people have spent a lot of money on this game and especially when you have such a high profile release like Artifact coming in the upcoming weeks to have your game in a completely broken state cannot be good for um, <laughs> it cannot be a good outcome for that um and wow, well, I feel like I've been talking forever. uh one more game is Super Mario Party uh, yeah. <laughs> um picked that up, and it is it is awesome it it's the last couple of Mario Party games were disappointing, and everyone's on a weird train thing, and I don't really understand why they ever did that but this one goes back to
0: regular board game this
1: goes back to like classic mario party you're going in whatever direction you want you're trying to collect the stars and preventing your opponents from getting the stars and there's a mini game after the four turns and it is so much fun and the mini games feel great so far i think i've played three rounds of this game there's only i think there's only four maps three or four maps which feels low but there's uh, i don't know it seems like there's lots of mini games there's some other cool like multiplayer modes and stuff too like one of the modes you are all it's like a cooperative mode and you're going down like a river raft and uh so you have to like paddle and you have to paddle like into balloons which earn you which makes you play a mini game which earns you more time you're trying to get to like a finish line basically um but yeah there's lots it seems like there's lots to do it's so much fun i i've only played it like a couple players at a time like a I, I played it with Michaela a couple of rounds. Um, it's definitely one of those games, though, that is the best when it's f- a full four player uh, Mario Party there. And especially when it's you have a couple of hours, so you're not just playing 10 turns because the 10 turn game takes about an hour, which feels like a decent amount of time. But I feel like a 10 turn game is one of those things where it's like the first person to get a star is like probably going to win type thing. Or or as soon as you like get a lead on someone, it's very hard to to get that back so the 20 turn or 25 turn game or whatever it'll be fun to kind of be able to do one of those instead um but yeah it looks great it feels it it feels like classic mario party but much prettier because it's on a modern console so um, i remember
0: one of my things though is sometimes those matches would take way too long
1: Yeah. Well, and one thing it's pretty, it seems pretty accurate. Like it actually, like when you choose how long you want it to be. And again, I've only done the 10 turn, but it's like approximately 60 minutes. And I think it's been about 55 to 60 minutes, uh, all like three rounds that I've played. So it's pretty cool, but yeah, it definitely is one of those things you got to prepare for. It's like, like the minimum is 10 turns. So the minimum is an hour. Do you have an hour to play this game for, and then how about two hours (laughs) or whatever, right? Oh, that's
0: cool. At least they give you a little warning
1: yeah 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 so it's not like you're ever like oh well we're seven turns in and now we need to leave like if you don't have the time for it there are other modes you can go play which is nice um that is it for me i'm finally done talking about what games i've been playing this week and last week i feel like we missed a week so we had lots to we had lots to talk about yeah um and it's that time of the year where everything's coming out all at once oh it's unbelievable it's ridiculous um that's why i'm not playing Shanmu. (laughs) <laughs> That's why actually I did also play so <laughs> just to make a long story longer. I'm not ready to talk about this one yet, but uh the lat on the last regular episode Shane and I got in a big argument about Metal Gear Solid 5 um cuz oh, I
0: yeah. I heard a little bit about that but what was it about?
1: Well, he was gonna he was gonna tell me the ending because he's like you're never gonna finish it, and I was like I probably am gonna finish it at some point. Also, I said I didn't. I just said I didn't like it as much because mechanically it's beautiful. Mechanically, it's perfect, but I want my classic Metal Gear where I the cutscenes are so long and it's basically just like you know I'll I'll have a long cutscene and then I'll walk down a hallway and then there's another cutscene and I don't want any of this like picking up tapes bullshit. Um, and he said it got he said it got better. But I didn't anyways, I don't know. I did not I we were yelling at each other. He called some character from Final Fantasy Seven the wrong name and then got <laughs> mad at me when I didn't know who he was talking about because he wasn't using the right name. What was uh, what was he what was he saying? Minerva or something? Minerva? Genova? I don't know. I, don't I, I think it ended up being Genova, but uh <laughs> Minerva. I don't know, it was <laughs> That's ridiculous. Fire we 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 got pretty heated though. So, anyways, uh, today I downloaded Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain did and I, I played that, through.
0: Did I ever tell you that that's the only Christmas present that I was like that someone got mad at me for giving them? Really? Why? Why? Because because Megan loves Metal Gear, but she d- she was mad at Konami for get or and Kojima really for getting rid of David Hayter, and she said, "Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want it." and then when it came out she was like oh i wish i could play it but i don't want to give them the money for it so then i so thought the you solution gave them would money for, it it for her so yeah, she wouldn't yeah. have to spend money for it and then she was like why'd you get it it's still money spent and i was like <laughs> whatever i was like i tried my best oh. if anything it was on black friday for 20 so
1: there you go that's not too bad
0: yeah um, I mean, now it's still wrapped and it's been released for free on every console we own so
1: yeah yeah, I'm definitely playing. I think I might still own it on PS4, but I'm playing it on Xbox One now because that controller is more comfortable. Um, yeah, yeah, I played through the prologue. The prologue's great because the prologue is full of cutscenes, and there's that weird dude that's on fire and like, what the hell is going on? Um, and who is this guy that has his face all wrapped up and why is he so good at everything? But then he dies, I think. Uh <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's happening, and then there's like a weird horse that's on fire and it but, flies, oh man, like that game's messed up, and there's so many cutscenes, and then they're like, oh, we used our cutscene allotment in the first hour and a half of the game, so now it's just tapes for the rest of the game, and I'm not interested in that. That's n- not my Metal Gear hashtag. Did you get to the part where you got sucked into a magical portal
0: that sent you to an alternate universe that's overrun by zombies?
1: No. Is
0: that real? That's the plot of Metal Gear Survive, I thought.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I thought that sounded like Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> which I don't think counts as a Metal Gear game.
0: No. It's about as much of a Metal Gear game as the pachinko machines that Konami's vigorously <laughs> working on around
1: now. Yes, that's fair. Um I said I wasn't gonna talk about Metal Gear Slot 5, and then I did a bunch. But Speaking of talking about stuff, why don't we move on to some news? All right, sounds um, good. Why don't you start? Because I've been talking for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have a whole lot of news to talk about. I've been completely out of the loop. Uh, but the two things that I'm really interested in are the Overwatch Halloween event. It's going to be the third year, and for the third year, Diva does not have a Halloween costume, which really sucks. Um, she did finally get a legendary Olympic one last week, so maybe I shouldn't. Or last month, so maybe I shouldn't complain, but. It's like when you look at the costumes that are coming out, a lot of them are really cool, but it's like I really like Farah's new one because it's just like a it's just an empty suit of armor, which is cool. But she already had one that looks almost exactly the same, except she's in the armor in one and then she's not in the new one. So it's like, like, I feel like she didn't need one. McCree has a zombie one and this is his third Halloween costume in three years. So he's had one every year so far whereas there's a lot of characters who haven't <laughs> but then there's some other cool ones for like some of the new characters like doomfist has like a fish guy costume where he's just like some kind of like a fishman kind of thing hmm. that looks kind of cool moira has a witch costume that looks really cool too um wrecking ball i'm surprised he got it so quick but um his is just a giant jack-o'-lantern where the hamster who's driving it is like his face looks like almost like a bat's mouth open Uh so that design is really cool like overall i'm like 50 50 on the ones they're coming out with but and who knows there might be a few that they haven't shown in the trailer that they're going to surprise us with when the event starts tomorrow but yeah it's just kind of weird like i think tracer doesn't have one yet uh diva doesn't have one yet like there's a few characters who've been around from the very beginning that don't have any while other characters have three out of three.
1: Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of weird. But uh, and so those costumes, do you get, are they only wearable during this event? Or if you get them during the event, can you wear them whenever you yeah, want?
0: You can wear them whenever you want. Like basically the way that it works is whatever new costumes come out this year, they cost mm-hmm. 3000 coins in game. If you have the coins or you can get them randomly through loot boxes. And like all okay, the items yeah. from the previous year's Halloween events come back into the loot boxes too. So it's like you can get items you missed out on last year, but it also widens the pool. So it makes it harder to get the new stuff at the same time. But I guess a good thing about it too, though, is if you want to buy the costumes that you really want, the older ones from previous years are have their price reduced to what a normal costume would cost.
1: Oh, that's So cool. it's like
0: if you wait a year and if you wait a year on the costume you want and you didn't get it through a box, it'll be the same price as any other costume, whereas all the new ones are the only ones that are marked up to 3000 mm-hmm. Um But yeah, once you get it, you can wear it whenever you want. And I'm assuming they're going to do this every year, but on the second anniversary event, they added every costume from every event back into the loot boxes for the second anniversary. Oh, really? So I'm guessing they'll do that for the third one, too. Mm-hmm.
1: But those are the only two times. It's crazy, you can it's get crazy it. to think how long that game has been out for. I know. It
0: doesn't feel like it. Oh, did you see too? No, and I guess this could tie in with the news. We didn't put it down on the list or anything, but did you see how Kellogg's is coming out with this Overwatch promotion?
1: I did. They're coming out with a cereal, right? Yeah.
0: Well, they currently have like their existing cereals and Pop Tarts and stuff. Where if you buy certain marked boxes, you'll get free loot, golden loot boxes, where you're guaranteed a legendary item, or you'll get regular loot boxes depending on what kind of item you buy. But there was there was saying that there's rumors that they're going to come out. Uh, sometime soon with an actual box of Lucios, which is like okay. a spray that Lucio has for like a fictional product in the game. Yeah, But yeah. We so we might end up getting real Lucios
1: sometime soon. So that'll be cool. <laughs> and I hate cereal, but I'll what, buy that. Do you think they'll come? Do you think they'll come with DLC? Probably,
0: since their regular items Cause... are since their regular Pop Tarts and cereals are coming with loot boxes right now. I could. Imagine oh, that yeah, yeah. The marked Overwatch ones, like well. almost guaranteed to
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense
0: and then the only other Uh, thing here that i can really talk about at all with any any kind of slight bit of knowledge about it is the monster hunter movie that was announced which we're talking about before the show but on one hand i have no idea how they would make a movie around monster hunter because the game's not really heavily (laughs) plot focused i don't know if it's a game about like four people getting together and one guy really sucks and dies over and over again and ruins it for everyone else, and then they hate each other and stop being friends or they yell at each other and call each other slurs. But on the other hand, since it doesn't have a story or like a really heavy story focus, I should say,
1: I mean they could give it whatever story they yeah, want that's yeah. the other and it and it won't be and it won't be like inauthentic because it doesn't have watch, watch
0: them do something that's still inauthentic, like the monsters are completely wrong or like they change names or something stupid. but yeah. I think that's like the good thing about it is that a lot of video game adaptations in movies fail because they either stick too close to the source material and they do a bad job representing it, or the film medium isn't really appropriate for the type of story that some video games have. And then on the flip side of it, sometimes they don't stick to it close enough to where it barely resembles the source material. So Uh I think they'd have a good opportunity if they play their cards right to just... Craft their own story within the universe, but still make it feel like it's something that is related to the franchise in the universe. Yep, yep. But yeah, that's about that's about all I had for news. So the rest is yours to take. I'm completely out of the loop, like I said.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna go through a few of the biggest ones for me. In any case, just because I think we're probably running long. Although there's no time limit, what is long when there's no time limit? Anyways, uh, so Skybound Games announced. today today yesterday in the last 24 hours that uh they will be taking on the walking dead the final season so um details are still to come uh robert kirkman i think at new york comic-con was like we're trying to figure things out because we want clementine's story to have a finale like it deserves because it has has been such a brilliant story um so they sent out a tweet yesterday just says we're so happy to announce that we've reached a deal with telltale games that will allow skybound to continue with the walking dead, the final season. Let's wrap up Clem's story, right? More details to come soon. Um, so apparently, so from what I've heard as well, they're going to be hiring back a bunch of telltale developers to finish this game, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so there's no other details aside from that now, but it sounds like it will they're finishing The Walking Dead in game form. It doesn't sound like it's like a comic book or anything like that. Um they're actually finishing it for real, which is pretty insane. They basically said we're going to do it right, but uh we're going to do right by you and also for ourselves because we want to play it too. Um yeah, which is super cool. I I am super into that. Um and especially if they do if they are going to be bringing back like actual telltale staff to work on and finish this game that they were probably working on prior to the, the company closing down, then that's, that's great. Um, uh, and in sadder telltale news, it sounds like, um, of course, when they were shutting down a couple of weeks back, there was the 25 man skeleton crew that was going to remain to finish up a couple of things, which, uh, was allegedly the interactive Minecraft story mode show for Netflix. um, a, a now ex narrative designer from Telltale Games, Rachel, uh, tweeted out just a few days ago. She said, "Hey, remember how there was going to be a skeleton crew staying on for a while, and I was part of it? Uh, nah, JK. We all just got laid off too. So it sounds like it sounds like they're done. It sounds like they're pretty much done. Which I, I know a few weeks ago I never would have thought would have been possible, but." Uh, Telltale games no longer exists, which is still yeah, it's crazy.
0: I missed the podcast where you were talking about it, but it was just so weird because we were literally like two or three weeks before that we're talking about how great it was that they were going to have their new engine and they were going to use it with the Stranger Things game, and
1: we're excited to
0: see how they were going to advance because because they had been using the same engine for so long, and you were saying how it started to feel a little tired on Mm -hmm. some of their
1: games. Yeah, yeah, that was like the worst part of the games at this point was playing them because of the the engine and the slowdown and everything like that uh and especially seeing seeing like narrative games like life is strange before the storm and just how good they could look and feel Uh, i was excited to to get a similar vibe from new telltale titles but not anymore not anymore um in other news uh just a quick tidbit from red dead redemption it seems like a bunch of stuff starting to come out now that the game is fast approaching i think it's like 17 days away as of this recording which feels crazy um just uh, I, i'm not even gonna have time to ever scratch the surface of that one that one feels just how they're describing it and what everything looks like it feels like it's literally literally an entire world and so it's like you should take your two weeks vacation off of work just to play it because like you're it's it sounds unbelievably huge um apparently if you turn off the mini map in the game the npc's dialogue will actually change and so they'll give you directions to where you may want to go involving like routes and landmarks and stuff like that which is pretty awesome um and sounds like a fucking terrible way to play because you're never (laughs) getting anywhere at that point um but yeah, that was just a that was just a little tidbit I thought was super interesting. Um, aside from that, the big big piece of news for the week I was ex- I, I'm, there's smaller news too. I was excited to see the the, the Fallout 76 uh, footage from a bunch of outlets, but I uh, I don't think we really need to get into that. The big big thing that sounds so cool and I was freaking out about today is that. Um, wired got an exclusive look into a new microsoft product called project x cloud um have you read into this at all i heard a little bit about it in passing today so they yeah so they kind of touched on it first at e3 where they said that they were working on some new like cloud-based um game streaming service and uh wired got a in-depth look into it today so it's Pro- the project is titled so the working title project x cloud and so they're basically it's there it sounds unbelievable and it sounds like it just a, a the next step in it seems that like companies have tried to do similar things before in that we want to give you these full-scale experiences but streaming over the web sony's of course doing that a lot right now with playstation now i've never actually tried playstation now have you not really no no, I wonder like how well it, it works. Uh, Google actually last week as well. They also announced a similar thing called Google Stream, I think, which uh, is in beta right now, and beta testers are playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey just via the internet on a computer that could never run, probably never run Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But uh, Project X Cloud, so they are they, essentially multiple control methods. You can basically stream your Xbox games to your phone or to your tablet or to your computer or whatever. And it's all handled all through Microsoft's Azure servers servers. They're apparently working on new compression technology so that it will be like, just look great and be fully playable and feel great at with like a 10 megabit per second connection, which feels really, really low. Um, like Google for their their service that's in beta right now, they're recommending a minimum of a twenty five megabit connection. So that's like less than half of that, which sounds insane. Uh, the guy from Wired, he uh, was he demoed a few different games, including Forza, including Halo, including Gears of War, and he said that at that point there were they were he was he was at Microsoft the data data center he was running off of because it'll basically hook you up to a sort of an xbox um in in a in like a server uh setup but it hooks it'll hook you up to the closest physical one because that will beat the lowest latency so his was a few hundred miles away he said he did not notice any latency at all and aside from a moment where gears of war the compression kind of looked a little bit weird he said like you you would have no idea and um yeah it's it sounds it sounds so cool and i was a big fan of um this must have been this was years ago now, probably twenty eleven or so. But there was a company called OnLive and so they kind of had a Game Pass style service where you paid I think I paid ten dollars a month and it gave me access to like a hundred plus games, including like some old Tomb Raider games and stuff like that. And um I had like a MacBook Air at that time and I actually played what was the third Deus Ex game? Was that Human Revolution? Or Mankind Divided? Uh, yeah. Uh
0: because it was Deus Ex 1 and 2 like from years ago, and then they revived it with the third one, which was Human Revolution, I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh, so I actually played Human Revolution on a MacBook Air using this cloud streaming service, and it worked. Like I had good internet. It did. At that point, there was some latency sometimes. Most of the time, it felt fine, but sometimes it would kind of stutter out a bit. But that was in like 2011, so... Today, I mean, I never really hear people complaining about PlayStation. Now, I'm also in a place that has really good internet. Um, Microsoft is really good at a lot of this cloud stuff as well. So they, in that Wired article, they were talking about, you know, in five years they envision there's going to be a few competing services like this, and that it makes sense that the the ones that survive are going to be those that are in, um, like like with recognizable names and that's going to be companies like amazon or like sony or like them and so they're trying to get into this pretty early um and their goal is that they want every game that's ever released on xbox from the original xbox to today to be playable as part of this service and so it's i mean it's it's they haven't released a lot of specifics or a lot of details. A beta will start next year, but they, I don't know. Like, is it as, is it something you're subscribing to? Is it a benefit of Xbox live gold? Because like just the idea that I could be playing, like playing Halo or playing whatever at home. And okay, now I got to go to work. But on my lunch break, I'm just going to pick up right where I left off because Microsoft does all that cloud saves automatically like thats It sounds unbelievable. It sounds so freaking cool or like or I can like, will you even need an Xbox like Michaela could be playing CFDs on the Xbox and I'll be playing CFDs on my iPad that's just streaming from this service like it just sounds like it's going to unlock so much potential and so many possibilities. And just the idea that I could like, Oh, and they also like, you can use Xbox controllers. Like it'll just hook up to your device via Bluetooth, but you know, maybe you didn't expect to be playing a game and you're cause you're at the dentist office or whatever. Like they have all these layouts for touchscreens as well. Um, so like templates basically for this is a driving game. So this will probably work the best, or this is a shooter. This will probably work the best. Like it just sounds really it sounds really interesting and it sounds so cool. And I can't wait to see more, uh, more from it. Um, I know that like Microsoft has not had the best game lineup in the last few years, but it seems like they're doing so much cool stuff with just how neat and powerful the Xbox one X is. And just how forward thinking things like game pass feel like, and things like the Xbox play anywhere, play anywhere almost feels like a, like, that almost feels like just a starting point now because this is like the true play anywhere like i'm gonna play this on my cell phone while i'm on the toilet or while i'm at the dentist or while i'm on my lunch break at work or whatever and i'm not playing a dumbed down version of anything i'm playing the same game i was playing on my console with the same save file like it sounds unbelievable
0: yeah there's one thing it's like like you said their game lineup hasn't been the greatest over the last couple years but i feel like from the whole tech side of it and just moving forward with how game distribution is going to be in the future i feel like it's really like microsoft's taking a lot of steps forward
1: Mm -hmm. yeah like the the things that they're doing right now are going to give i feel like give them a huge advantage in that two or three years when the next generation starts like like things like this are feel like a huge advantage over you know if sony doesn't have anything similar if it's like i could fucking play halo when i'm not near my xbox or we're buying one xbox and we can still play sea of thieves because i'll just run the game on my ipad from the from the x cloud servers like stuff like that is gonna like that is gonna change people's decision in terms of which console to buy like that sounds unbelievable Mm -hmm. yeah for sure oh it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting couple of years like that is i i don't know i i was i was all in on it S- seven years ago when it kind of sucked and but it was still <laughs> super cool and i was like i can literally play this game on a macbook air like just imagining playing like playing sea of thieves on my iphone or whatever like it just sounds insane yeah. it sounds crazy and i, re- um, I remember the
0: online yeah too. That, like i never used it but i remember <laughs> the ads
1: and everything mm-hmm. and didn't really think much of it yeah and it was and that was like and it was it felt like it was built for me because it was like yeah i have some like i have consoles but there are some games that i'm interested in that are not on those consoles but also the idea that i could pay 10 in a month and have unlimited access to all of these games like it, it i think it was literally called was it called the on live game pass as well like it might have been called the same thing and uh we know how much of a sucker i am for uh digital things like game Pass. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah yeah and just just it felt way ahead of its time and i mean i'm in a spot that i we like we've always been lucky and had fairly fast internet and i know it wouldn't have worked for everyone but you know for instance like they're the azure data centers there's they're in 54 areas around the world and it looks like the nearest one is like probably a couple hundred miles away it'll probably be near seattle um it's it i don't know and they're 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 building it to be like you. Sh- they, they basically have said you should be able to play these games at full speed without like compromise on like your cellular connection, for instance, um, which just sounds unbelievable. It sounds so cool. Yeah. I mean, if they're able to pull it off. Yeah i i don't know that's it for me that was that was no. the most exciting piece of news i think i've read in a long time they had a cool video too where they kind of a bunch of the people in charge or the developers of this service are kind of just talking about their in what they're envisioning for it and for the future and it's yeah i, I feel like know, if they could do really if they could pull it off it. it's going to be really um,
0: like, like revolutionary for games going forward so that's pretty exciting
1: yeah I totally agree yeah it's it sounds super cool it sounds unbelievable um but that's it for news. I think. Mm, I think. Should so. we move on to the mission objective for the week?
0: Uh, yes. So, the mission objective. Let's see if you will scroll down, the mission objective is: a Pokemon first hit North America twenty years ago this week. What is your favorite Pokemon memory? So I'll start by asking you. It was because... Last week it
1: was last week now, but what was that? <laughs> but yes, I said it was last week now, but I thought it was still a good mission objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're asking me first. I'm going first. Oh, um, Pokemon 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 is like oh there's too many i feel like i i don't know if i could bring it down to just one but the three like the three biggest pokemon memories that i recall it's interesting too because none of them involve like the main series games or anything like that but i remember like i really like trading card games and i've always struggled like after Pokemon, I've always struggled, especially like growing up in a small town and now being like I'm pretty introverted and stuff like that. But finding people to play those games with, um, I feel like is the hardest thing or putting myself like there's I mean, I could go play magic with a thousand people like at a thousand game stores here, but I don't be for whatever reason, like putting myself out there to get to the point where I could play with someone. That's what I don't do. But with Pokemon, Pokemon came out. When did Pokemon cards come out? What year was uh, that? Was that 98 as well? I want to say 98, 99, like the year after the year like, after I'm just going to look yeah. this up. When did cards come out in Canada? Uh, 1998 looks like also. 1998. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, I'm just confer. Yeah, it doesn't actually say anyways, like, it came out i i got into it right away so i i remember getting that starter pack and pulling out that shiny first edition machamp and it was the coolest thing and i remember being like i'm pretty anal like i'm pretty anal about condition of things that i own and so i remember putting it in like a sleeve and I, I like a hard shell case right away even though like at that at that point it was worthless because absolutely everybody got the starter pack <laughs> so the machamp, yeah. you couldn't you yeah, you can give them a champ away. Like, everyone's got one. Uh, it's, like, it's all about whatever you're getting from booster packs at that point. But that was the first taste of a trading card game that I ever had. And I just remember, I remember, I th- like... I think I had a paper route at the time or something like that. And I remember like saving up the money and riding my bike to go. It's like to go buy booster packs and ripping open those first packs. And just like, just the feeling of excitement when you got like, you know, cause at that point too, you were the, you, the web wasn't really, it wasn't huge. Like I couldn't just go and look at every Pokemon card. Like the, I would know the characters from the show. Like that is how you learned or the games, I guess at that point. But yeah i i, I think I, I had a neo Geo pocket and not a game boy, so I couldn't play Pokemon, but I was super into the show and just i loved going and opening packs just just the aspect of like what could possibly be in here, and then you know maybe there's something great maybe there's not something great oh wow, that pack sucked give me another pack like i think <laughs> i'm just i think keep... he
0: might be the only person who didn't have a game boy but had a game had a neo Geo <laughs> Like the only (laughs) people I knew who had Neo Geo's also had like three other Game Boys.
1: Yeah, no, I never got a Game Boy until the, I think the Game Boy Advance SP was my first Game Boy. What was, uh,
0: um, remember how eventually like with the cards, like the first couple of packs, I think it was like the basic and then the jungle and
1: jungle was the first
0: expansion. Yeah. It was was hard enough to get the, the, like the holographic cards. And then when Fossil came out, which is the the second expansion or third set overall, it was like that was the one that introduced like non-holographic versions of the rare cards. So to make matters, yes, to make yes. matters even worse, not only would you maybe not get a the rare card that you wanted, but then you might get like a non-holographic version of the rare card. Because
1: then didn't they have, but then it, didn't they start doing holographic like of whatever, like you could have like a holographic trainer. Yeah, like. Well, like thing. right now,
0: like it's funny that you mentioned that I bought Pokemon cards yesterday because at at this oh, point, yeah. we, we don't even really play the game, but we buy the cards because they'll usually have sets that come with pins. So we'll buy it okay, for the yeah. pin and the cards just are just kind of there. And yeah. I opened a pack and the first card was just a regular Totodile. And then my second pack, I opened it up and in the middle was just a holographic version of that same Totodile that I was the, the same, was, to- was, <laughs> which is the common card, the very first card in the previous yeah. pack. So, yeah. Yeah. And actually GameSpot had an article about that recently about how Pokemon cards are too expensive for people to play nowadays because there's so many cards and everything's holographic that the hard the best cards are really hard to find. Which mm-hmm. is funny cuz mm-hmm. we bought uh, like a year ago when we were getting some of the other pins last time, uh, we got we got this pack of cards and we got one of the like the legit rare ones. It was like a GX Sylveon but we ended up like pulling four of them. Like we bought like nine packs and we got like four of them and nine packs and it was really stupid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, I think Well, and it's, it's, I, I just loved the aspect of, and it was almost more than playing it. I love the aspect of collecting it. And I love the aspect of like going to buy a pack and just that random, you'd think I'd be like really into loot boxes, but I don't think I've ever bought a loot box. But back then I'd be like, Oh, this pack sucked. Like, Man, I was gonna buy this electronic gaming monthly with this seven dollars, but I guess I'll buy another pack of Pokemon cards instead. Like, <laughs> it, it it started. I think it might have started my addictive personality. <laughs> I I think the real um, question which, though is
0: why would you spend seven dollars on electronic gaming monthly when you could have spent nineteen ninety nine and got them for a whole year delivered
1: straight to your house? I so I think that is a great question, but I think magazine subscriptions were way more expensive in Canada, especially then. So I don't think that, (laughs) and also I probably, wow. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe I could have just done that. That would have been a much better idea. I learned Um, to read through game. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't think we got game pro here. I think it was just like the official magazines, like Nintendo power, PlayStation official magazine and like EGM. Um, and then, and PC gamer, Mm. but, uh, I wasn't a PC gamer. So, um, interestingly enough on the pokemon card front as well like last year for christmas Michaela, like because i was i had talked about i think i we had talked about pokemon and how much fun it was and blah 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 and she actually like went and found uh she found this like starter kit um that was uh it has like a deck for two players and it actually like the deck is in a certain order and it talks you through like the basic rules of the game and stuff like that. Um, so that was pretty fun. Cause so we played it, we played that a few times. It definitely like brought me back. I'd actually, we should, we should pull that out again and play that again. Cause yeah, it was, is neat. Cause you obviously have like, it's been 20 years. I forgot all the rules. So the fact that it walks you through it and then you just shuffle it and play it for real after it was pretty cool. Um, But aside from that real quick, the other favorite Pokemon memories would be Pokemon snap is probably my favorite Pokemon game ever. Um, I just thought it was so unique and so fun. I still don't think I've ever played another game like it. Like it just felt like nothing else. And I would die for a, for a remake of that. The Wii U would have been the perfect place to put that. Uh, But I guess now with the switch in portable mode, like that could be, especially you could have like an augmented reality Pokemon Snap. Like that would be amazing. Um, But yeah, playing Pokemon Snap, I was super addicted to that. And then aside from that, I think like the first couple of months that Pokemon Go existed, that was like nothing that I've ever experienced before. And I don't think we'll ever experience again. Like this was, you know, for instance, Michaela as well. She was never really into Pokemon that much she was more into Pokemon go than I was like, she would go, I would be at work and she would go to like a park and there would be 200 other people at this park. And she would just be sitting there like spinning Pokestops every few minutes, like trying to catch Pokemon, a rare one would pop up and on 200 people would go running across a field to like catch a dragonite or something like that. Like it's unbelievable. And then I would go meet with her and we'd spend hours there. Like I don't, nothing like that has ever happened before. And looking back, it just feels crazy. And it's, it's, I I feel like I still see a lot of people playing it here, but nothing, you know, you'll see a few people gathered somewhere, not like it was, but that just being a part of that craze and, and just, I don't know, being a part of that world at that time, I think was really, just really, really neat. And I think that that will be like, just looking back like in 20 or 30 years, that'll be like a neat experience to kind of talk about. Um, but yes, those are my favorite memories. One hour later, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> how about yours? I mean, it's twenty years. There's a lot to a lot to unpack there.
1: <laughs> no, it's true.
0: No, like with mine, like just to follow up on what you're saying with Pokemon Go, it was really cool. when the game first came out, and it was like everybody was playing it. Like a- around us, it was like you just kind of walk by someone who had their face in their phone, and you would look up at each other and nod, and you would both know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It was like the coolest thing. Like it was such a huge and Around here it's, it's I mean it's obviously not that huge anymore here either, but there's still like a pretty healthy amount of people. Like if there's a big important raid going on or if there's an event mm-hmm. and you see like six or seven people huddled up in a park, like you'll know what they're doing. Yep. Oh totally, yeah. So it's it's really cool. Like I I really I really enjoy what that game's brought to the whole Pokemon thing. Did you get the chance mm-hmm. to see that new Pokemon that they teased?
1: I did, yeah. It looked kind of like a like a nut. With, like, legs? Like, nut, as in, like, nuts and bolts? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: It was weird. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to... I know it's a tie-in for Pokemon Let's Go, but I wonder if from now on they're going to do that as, like, kind of like a viral marketing technique for, like, new games or new Pokemon. Because that's essentially yep. what they were doing with this thing. It's like you see it but did it get
1: did it get leaked by accident originally
0: it, got, it leaked maybe like 12 hours ahead of time or like 24 uh, hours because okay. it
1: was always like planned for then
0: yeah and it's like you catch it and then it's always a ditto so you still don't really know what it is mm. but uh but yeah that's definitely one of them but and i've told the story before i don't care i'm gonna tell it again but just for the absurdity of the whole thing my favorite pokemon moment is when i was in that diamond and pearl tournament at gamestop and I had in going into the tournament, they said you couldn't use legendary. So I raised up regular Pokemon. And when we got there, the the managers really didn't know what they were doing. So they were just like, Oh, use anything who cares. So uh, I was like, this yeah, sucks. Yeah. So I'm going to get killed. And then my first opponent was like a this kid who was using a Dialga who was strong against my Porygon, which was the first Pokemon I was bringing out. But I guess the kid didn't really know about like a lot of the meta um mechanics and that kind of stuff to make your pokemon stronger than they normally would be if you just played regularly Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: i used like a desperation attack and uh use an attack that wasn't very effective against it but it was still the strongest attack so i was hoping it would work (laughs) and i hit him with it and i got a critical hit and it was strong enough to kill him and just like on complete like impulse not even thinking because i was totally convinced that i was going to lose the first round like as soon as it killed his Dialga, I just on instinct did the John Cena, you can't see me thing. And like the kid was so sad. And then I went on to like beat all three, all of his his entire team with just my Porygon. And then the manager would went on to proudly announce that because the brackets were uneven, the person who won their match the fastest would get a buy in the next round. And he announced that that was me. And the kid just sulked away with his dad with tears in his eyes
1: well oh man how old was the kid again was prob- would you was guess probably like eight and how old were you at like the time 23 <laughs> so
0: so like three times his age yeah so i mean like like i said it was an, more of an impulse but at uh, like action but at the same time it's like you know pokemon's not for kids it's not something you fuck around with
1: i mean if you're you know, if you're
0: not if you're not ready if you're not ready to fight then say the fuck home
1: yeah, he's uh he's just lucky you did a you can't see me instead of like a sixth move of doom or something. I know,
0: like if he if he would have come around ten years later, I could have just ood <laughs> at him and then speared him out of the building. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was probably it. I can't think of competitive Pokemon without thinking of that because everyone was saying I was such an asshole afterwards. And I was like, <laughs> like the other players, I was like, hey man, it's, it's it was an accident, and I ended up making it, it all the, business made it to like the semifinals and lost because I. Forgot how to play, I I cracked mm-hmm. under pressure.
1: Did you get a prize for making the semifinal? Did I? I think I did. I don't remember what it was. It was if I don't <laughs> remember what it was, it was probably something. <laughs> you just, just remember uh, the kid. That was the real <laughs> prize. Was breaking that kid, stomping on that kid's heart. Yeah. Was uh... the the real prize was <laughs> that was the, the priceless moment of, from that
0: day. And making sure that the real players are the only ones showing up. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah uh and yeah just like you know i've been in such a huge fan there's like a million things i could point to like uh like a lot of my favorite pokemon like shuckles cool like i always get excited when i have a chance to play with shuckle because no one thinks anything of it until you use them like mewtwo mm-hmm. Starmie, houndoom Vanillax. I i don't care people are gonna complain about the ice cream pokemon i'll use the ice cream pokemon every chance i get <laughs> you can't take you can't take the joy away from me that is the double scoop ice cream cone
1: it's a, that's a Pokemon. It's a kid's
0: si- it's a kid's cone that evolves into a regular size cone that evolves into a double scoop that's so funny
1: that is brilliant <laughs> but yeah i mean there's and they said there and people say they're running out of ideas I know.
0: how can you run out of ideas when there's so many different foods it's the out there? synergy
1: there like if it was just an ice cream cone like okay you're out of ideas but the fact that it starts as a child's cone evolves into a normal cone and then is a double scoop cone at the end like Somebody really thought that out.
0: Yeah, I know. Like it's it, it's so intricate.
1: Yeah, like someone took their kid for ice cream and then their older kid for ice cream and then they got a double scoop and they were like, "Oh my god, this is the next Pokémon." Yeah, exactly. So you get it. I get I get it. I think that's amazing. <laughs> and to think we only have to wait like 10 more
0: years for it to show up in Pokémon Go.
1: <laughs> I mean, they got to keep you playing, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yes uh all right i think that is probably it though is there anything else Uh, no i mean i could talk about pokemon all day but i think we'll cut it off there i think we should probably cut it off (laughs) in any case that yeah that's it that's that's it thanks for joining us for another episode of the geekscape games podcast uh i just want to give a quick shout out before we go actually that um there's a whole network of shows uh on the geekscape.network i was just listening to the main geekscape show um actually like on my drive home today and it was just like just Jonathan was talking about like uh it was Jonathan and Tommy Avalone. I think that's the, I c I don't know how to pronounce his name, but um they were talking about his new documentary about Bill Murray. Mur- Bill Murray geez like Jesus, I can't I'm I'm tired, okay? <laughs> uh, about Bill Murray. Um but he was talking about like like Matt Kelly's he was talking about Matt Kelly's Boy Meets World show. Like we have shows about everything and I think that's really amazing. And I feel like sometimes I get lost in the like logistical side of it all. Like, like just getting, getting, making things happen and everything like that. And I forget that, um, I forget that like, there's a lot of people making a lot of really good stuff, uh, with the Geekscape name on it. Like the main show is great. This show is great. Um, the horror movie night is so much fun uh, the seven, seven of wine, the overleak, like we've got shows. You like overwatch. We've got a show for that. You like, do you like star Trek and wine? Who doesn't? We got a show for that. Like there's so much cool stuff, there's literally like a show where Matt Kelly dissects every episode of boy meets world. That is a real thing that exists and it's amazing. (laughs) And I just think it's really cool and we've got a lot of cool stuff. So you should probably go to geekscape.net and look on the shows tab on the right. Um, one day it will all be one column and it'll make a lot more sense but for now shows are on the right with the little boxes and there's a lot of them and they're great and uh that yeah that's it i <laughs> i am uh, at d and i am captain k 17 on gaming platforms and, and where can we find you josh
0: and you can find me at you joshua on all gaming platforms and social media and one thing I did want to mention is if you ever want to get back in card ga- into card games, there is a bang dream card game.
1: Ooh, like a physical, just, real physical card game? Yeah, just just
0: throwing that out there. It's
1: probably harder to bang in bed, though, with if you're playing the physical card game versus the mobile game. I
0: don't know, but then you have something to really grab onto when you bang. <laughs> uh,
1: and with that, I think we're done. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Right, bye, everybody. She gonna let that she bang for me. Yeah, she gon' let that shit bang for me, yeah She gon'
0: let that shit bang for me, yeah She gon' let that shit bang for me,
1: yeah Yeah When I'm on the road, do I cross your mind? When I'm on the road, baby, yes, come right. Yeah No she never walkers when I walk up in a room uh, Missing my jello when I walk up in a room My nieces love